Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, American Legion Post 43, the Naperville Astronomical Association, and Toys for Tots. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now from the American Legion Post 43 is Nadia Barron. She's the Post Commander, so welcome to the show, Nadia. Thank you guys for having me again. Yeah, super pleased to do so. Uh, talk a little bit, will you, about the mission of the American Legion. The mission of the American Legion is to help our community and our veterans. Um, we have a great service officer who is there, ready and willing to help any veteran that is in need. All you have to do is call us and reach out to us, as well as we bring Heinz to, to the post here in Naperville, where if veterans do not want to travel all the way to Heinz, they can come get their care here or any advice or anything that they need. Okay, so it's really about providing some service to those who have served our country. Yes, we feel that that is our mission statement. We feel that that's where we're mostly needed, is to be there for the veterans when they're out. So Nadia, talk a little bit about some of the post activities that you do. We are so excited about our post activities this year. Um, we started uh, having a bag tournaments and trivia night once a month so we can have some of our younger veterans come meet some of our younger, our older veterans so they could hear some amazing stories, have camaraderie, just come and hang out and listen to us or a safe, a safe space for them. Okay. Which is what the Legion and the VFW are. There is a safe space for our veterans and we're trying, just trying to get them hey, here we are, we have a lot of activities, come and join us. Um, talk a little bit about that, because you talked about the intergeneration, because yes. we really do see a lot of differential in mm -hmm. ages, right, between those that have served. So talk a little bit about how those activities help. Well, we pair you up with another veteran. It doesn't have to necessarily be who you came with. We do pairing up at random. So you might end up with your buddy, or you might end up with Don O'Reilly, who's our 100-year-old veteran. <laughs> and again, it's... This is the best thing for us is to learn our history from our older veterans and to meet the new veterans because that is the, that is the post destiny. That is the future of the post is our younger veterans. Okay. But we want them to learn from our older veterans. And we figure out that by having bag tournaments and trivia, it's the best way for them to sit down, enjoy a meal, and just have fun. Nice, nice. It's a social occasion. It's a social occasion. Nothing more, nothing less than for you to just come hang out with people who get you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they both, uh, you know, whether it's an older veteran yes. or a younger veteran, they've got that service to their yes. country in, in common, right? Correct. Oh, my God. You have younger veterans who served, like, in the USS Sullivan when it was active that met someone who served 45 years ago. Mm. And it's amazing to see them bond over their shared experience, even though it was on a different timeline, even though it was different decades. Yeah. It's great for us to see that happening. Absolutely. Now talk a little bit because you have really taken on some interesting fundraising activities recently. So talk <laughs> yeah. a little bit about that. Um, we started off last year with a 22 a day where we were raising funds for Midwest Shelter. And then we stopped doing that one. And then we went on to Operation Comfort Warrior last summer. And this year we're excited to be pairing up with Fisher House at Heinz and Naperville Education Foundation here in Naperville. So we, all of our events from July to December Everything that we get, everything that we collect, will go to those two specific foundations. 
Um, so we're prepping up for a huge karaoke night on November 18th. Okay. Where everything that we collect, everything that goes right to those two organizations, like the post keeps none of that. Okay. From the sale of our shirts to the entrance of everything to the 50-50 raffles, we do not keep one cent of that. Okay. Everything is geared up to go back to the community, um, as I believe is our mission statement. Okay. Help our community and our veterans. So talk a little bit, because those are two very interesting uh, charities that you're looking at. One, obviously, with the Naperville Education Foundation mm -hmm. that's geared to young students at yes. school. And, and then the uh, part that's with the Heinz. So talk a little bit about how you selected those, Nadia. Well, Fisher House is the Ronald McDonald's of, the, of, of, the, of Heinz. Okay. So it caters to the families of the veterans who are having surgery or have to stay there for a long time. I th their mission statement is that they believe that if the veteran knows that their family is okay or taken care of, the veteran will recover oh. faster and better. So nice. we, we believe that that's a worthy cause to give our money to. Absolutely. Like, you know, we have Ronald McDonald House, then we have the Fisher House. Okay. Um, and we picked it based on it's local. Our money is going to go to not the overhead, but exactly to the veterans and their needs. Okay. All right. And then you picked the NEF. Say more on that. Same thing. Um, you know, Naperville Education Financial needs our funds. Um, there are families who, you know, struggle. And with the pandemic, we saw a lot of people lose some of their stuff, and that kind of broke their hearts. And, you know, my family every year has sponsored the kids, and we get the list saying there's a couple of students that need these items. And I felt that as a post, we needed to give it back to our community. And there's nothing better for us than NEF for us. Um, we know the money's going to go to the student, to the schools, to how it's going to go to exactly what it's meant for me. Okay. And we're excited about that. That's nice. That's very nice. Well, and, and those may be our future veterans. That's, you know, you, you got, and even if they're not, they'll get to know the veterans. Yeah, absolutely. Now, say a little bit about, because you talked at the beginning about bringing new members in. So talk a little bit about how do you become a member of the American Legion? To become a member of the American Legion, you have to have served honorably. One day, there's no, there's no dates or times. You just have to have served honorably. Of one day of active duty, you can come to us, you can come see us, and we will check your paperwork in and we'll provide you with a member of the American Legion. Um, and people don't realize how much benefits you do get as a, as a member of the Legion. There's travel discounts, member discounts, there's life insurance discounts, there's so much stuff that that membership gets you. Okay. Um, and as well as if you're active duty, we pay for your membership. Okay. So if there's a reservist, active duty veteran, or person stationed in Naperville, we will pay for your membership as a thank you to, for serving our country. Okay, that's lovely. And so for, for my benefit, if I join, let's say we were to join the American Legion here in Naperville, mm -hmm. I, and then I move somewhere, am I automatically a member wherever you, I go? You're a member of the American Legion. You have to transfer a post, okay. but you have continuous years of service with okay. the American Legion. Um, and you get to go to convention and all the fun stuff that we do as, as Legion members. Okay. And once you're a member of one, you can easily join the other. Okay, all right. Nadia, thank you so much for all that you do. I know this is your last year of being commander, and you were one I of, keep telling myself yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the few women that has been a commander. So I am one of two that. female commanders of the American Legion Post 43. That's awesome, so. that's awesome. Well, thank you for your service, and thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And if you are interested in learning more about the American Legion Post 43, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. Coming right back with more Spotlight. Growing your family, opening your own business, 
retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. What's the matter, boy? What are you trying to tell me? Is something wrong? We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Naperville Animal Crime Stoppers. Yes, I'd like to report a case of animal cruelty and neglect. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now from the Naperville Astronomical Association are Chris Almanza and Rick Gehring. Very nice to have you both here. And Chris, I'm going to start right out with you. Right. Uh, what, what kinds of things could I see if I came to your observatory? Well, uh, the observatory is, there's two buildings out there. There's the visual one where uh, you will climb up a ladder and use your eyeballs to look at the stars <laughs> and other objects that we try to show you. And in that same building, we have an education center. So it's also, uh, we call it the Astronomical Education Center. So there's a part where people can go warm up and especially those colder nights and also find information about astronomy. And then the other observatory is a uh, setup for camera work. So you'll be looking more like at a screen, but it'll show you the colors of the sky, which you normally can't see at night with your own eyes. Okay. So those are the primary two observatories that we have. Okay, and tell me where they are. Uh, they're on the south side of Naperville on uh, Naperville Plainfield Road on the Springbrook Water Reclamation Plant. Okay. Okay. And, and, and on their property, uh, and uh, we often have events out there. We'll publish that and make it available to the public. And we put up signs basically trying to catch even foot traffic, well, okay. driving traffic, <laughs> as they go by <laughs> yeah. and bring them in and, and direct them to where to go. So. I like that. And, and was it set up there because there's not so much ambient light there? Or, you know, what was the particular reason that you set up there? Right, so uh, back when the club first started, uh, it was much darker down over in that area, so it was definitely uh, a much darker area, and of course, this, over the years, has developed uh, to the point where it's pretty much the same light dome as anywhere in Naperville. Okay. But it's definitely uh, a little bit darker, and the, uh, we've built up uh, places to block off some of the light as much as we can. Okay, and but right. the uh, But the real reason was that it was an unused piece of city land. Yeah. And the city was kind enough and has been kind enough for the past 50 years uh, to let us put the observatory there and, and keep it there. No, oh, that's um, good. That's yes. good, right? That's yeah, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. We feel special that they let us do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, Rick, you know, talk a little bit about what drew you to the Astronomical Association and, and what you like about it. Well, you know, what's been really the main focus of NAA since it started is public outreach. And for example, um, it's not just showing people neat things in the sky, although that's part of it. And there's, <laughs> it's nice to see neat things in the sky, but also while they're at the IPs, trying to get them to understand some of the reasons why what they're seeing is special. Mm. For example, the Andromeda galaxy, two and a half million light years away from here. And the reason you're seeing it, and the only reason you can see it, 
is because two and a half million years ago, little packets of light energy called photons, real things, not, not just hypothetical stuff, <laughs> not stuff but from Star Wars. real <laughs> physical things were created by the stars in the Andromeda galaxy, started going out in all directions, some of them came this way, and two and a half million years later, some of them went down that telescope tube, through the eyepiece, and landed on your retina. Mm. And those photons spent their entire two and a half million year life crossing the emptiness of time and space for no other reason than to hit your retina, have their energy converted to an image in your mind, and allow you to see the Andromeda galaxy. And Very if you cool. don't feel a little special at that point, there's probably something wrong with you. <laughs> so I, I really like the outreach aspect of being mm -hmm. able to, uh, to share that with others. Is, I mean, it's really a privilege. Oh, nice. And, and Chris, you know, talk a little bit for yourself, you know, how has the association, how has the NAA really sort of, um, you know, made you feel like the hobby that you started with has become more than just that? Yeah, uh, when I first joined, I was just a very casual observer. I, I would always, as a young kid, would go out and look, like look up at the stars. Didn't have any real knowledge about it back then. And then even when I joined the club, I only had a very beginner scope and didn't even really know how to use it. Uh, uh, but then, after going to the meetings, and we have two meetings a month, a public speaker that comes at the first Tuesday of the month, and then a second one, which is really the one I enjoyed at the beginning, which is the fundamentals, teaching people how to use their equipment mm. and how to do astronomy, and even as much as simple, something as simple as dressing properly to do it. Uh, and a cold night. You need to know this. <laughs> yes. yeah. I suppose that's true. I hadn't really thought about that, yes. right? It's very important. It's part of the equipment. Yes, it is. <laughs> and, and so I have definitely evolved, I mean, from a casual observer to someone who went and built his own telescope with the help of the club members. Mm. That I got input and feedback, and uh, they definitely have helped me. And then having the observatories handy, available, where, and places where we can gather together, our dark sites, where members can get together and share equipment and, and share views and share information. And so I think that's one of the best things. I've just completely evolved and now I'm doing astrophotography and I, I just keep trying to up my game as they say, right? So uh, it's definitely helped me grow in the, in the hobby and it just the community of the members are, you know, everybody's willing to give someone help. And that's, that's what's nice. really great. Well, and it's a shared passion too, right? Absolutely. Talk a little bit about that just for a moment in terms of your membership. You know, does it, because you talked about starting when you were kind of a little bit of a kid and kind of just interested in going out and looking at the stars. Do you have young people that are part of uh, the club? Is it, so you, tell me a little bit about that. We have members all the way from grade school up through even older than me, if you could imagine <laughs> such a thing. Um, we had, there was one kid uh, we had a couple years ago. He was, I think he was seven years old, and he had a favorite variable star. Mm. I mean, that, that's just sort of amazing to me. Mm. But uh, yeah, we have, uh, we have members at uh, uh, all age brackets. Um, and everybody, uh, if they, I think, if, I think it's probably correct that if you allow yourself to be fascinated by what's up there, you will be fascinated by what's up there, regardless of how old you are. And those members aren't just located here in the Chicagoland area. We do have some members that are in other states, and so okay. and even if they join and they move away, they tend to stay involved. Stay involved. That's nice. That's yeah. nice. 
So Rick, you know, I, and I love what you're saying. Um, wh why should I look up? Why should I look up? Oh, there's so many reasons. I mean, there's, there's, there's beautiful things, there's fascinating things, there, there are things that will make your mind do backflips and then <laughs> curly cues and, and you still won't get it. Uh, but I think, I think the best answer to that, um, there's an old Kelvin and Hobbes cartoon that I love. They're sitting out under a, um, a nighttime sky and Kelvin says something along, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but it comes down to, if more people went out and looked at the stars at night, I'll bet they'd act differently during the day. Mm. And I think that's true. There's a, there's a sense of connectedness, uh, I think, that comes from uh, learning the sky, understanding the sky, and, and understanding our place in it, you know, mm -hmm. us and our silly little planet orbiting around this, frankly, kind of undistinguished, mediocre <laughs> star at the outskirts of a, of a major galaxy. Uh, but at the same time, with all that ordinariness, uh, having as much, being as special as we obviously are, mm -hmm. um, and also being connected to uh, uh, a, a system that's mm -hmm. so much larger than, uh, than, than we are and almost larger than we can conceive of. Sure. It, it gives you a perspective, and yeah. I think it's a good thing. I like that, and, and, a, and a sense of where we are in the, the whole big world. Exactly. Not, not just our little world, right? Absolutely. Chris, thoughts from you? Oh, um, I don't know if I could expand on that, but Calvin and Hobbes is hard to follow. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, I agree completely. It's, it's a great thought. Uh, it makes me connected to uh, something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, some would say it's a religious experience to look at some of this stuff. And I would say that for myself uh, because it just puts awe and insp inspiration in me and makes me want to keep going out night after night. And even, you know, sometimes having to explain to loved ones like, why are you going out again? You've seen that before. And I'm like, yes, I know. But every time I see it, it makes me connect with the universe and, and everything and around way. me. Nice, nice. And it's different photons each time. And every time it's different photons. I like that. I like that. Well, thank you both so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you've inspired more of us to do a little bit more looking up, right? And if you would like to find out more about the Naperville Astronomical Association, please go and visit their website. Nationally recognized, locally invested, UC Bank is proud to be named among the 2022 America's Best Banks by Forbes. Rise and shine with The Morning Show, presented by NCTV 17. Join host Stefan Holt, NBC5 news anchor and now Naperville resident, for Continental Breakfast and one hour of live television on Thursday, November 17th at 7.30 a.m., at the Chicago Marriott of Naperville. Proceeds benefit Naperville Community Television. For more information, including tickets and sponsorship opportunities, visit nctv17.org. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Toys for Tots to Page County is Diane Busman. Nice to have you on the show, Diane. Hi, great to be here. Yeah. Now, Toys for Tots celebrating 75 years. That's yes. awesome, three quarters <laughs> of a century. Uh, how did it get started? You know, it's interesting. So it, it obviously, it started back in uh, 1947. 
Um, and it was all because of the fact that there was a Marine, uh, Major Hendricks, and um, his wife had said there's a lot going on in Los Angeles where they were based and wanted to do more for the community because there were a lot of families struggling. And she's find an organization. And he came back and he said, I can't find one. She said, well, make one. <laughs> and so he recruited these other Marines and they were able to take care of 5,000 children that first year. Wow. And the Marine Corps came back and they said, you know what, we have to do this more. So it started to spread. But what, uh, what was interesting, and now we have 830 campaigns throughout the country, uh, Guam, Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands. But a lot of it is just really being very involved and community-driven, and there are so many kids struggling right now. Yeah, well, and that's what a great story of people who are already in service to their country being in service to their community, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. That's neat. Um, you, and I love the pen, uh, the Toys <laughs> for Tot logo, the train. It's a wonderful thing. And, and there's a backstory to that about who created it. So why don't you share that with our viewers? Yeah, so um, Bill Hendricks, he was an active reservist with the Marines at the time. So he had another day job. His day job was he was director of public relations for um, Warner Brothers Studios in Los Angeles. And one day he got a note, it was in 1948 when they were ready to start the first bigger campaign. And all of a sudden uh, this note with a little sketch came in, he opened it up and it was from Walt Disney. And he said, you might wanna use this. <laughs> And all of a sudden, out of the blue, that has become our logo uh, for the U.S. Marine Corps for 74 years now. So That's amazing, right? Well, when Walt tells you, you might want to use this, you know, I'm thinking maybe you do. <laughs> it, it, was, it was absolutely wonderful. And I just found that out a few years ago. I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, and it's very nice because the train really does symbolize that whole bringing of the season. And, and uh, so I think people have a lot of nostalgic, really lovely thoughts about trains. So that's yes. a nice connection, right? Yes, absolutely. 75 years. So obviously you guys are geared up, ready to go this year. So talk a little bit about the campaign here in DuPage County and kind of, you know, what you're looking to accomplish in terms of the number of toys. Yes. Well, thank you. Last year, our team did really incredible. Um, we were able to collect 69,000 toys for 34,000 children in wow. DuPage alone. So, and a lot of that was support from volunteers and all, uh, obviously, donations. Um, however, this year, in February, DuPage released the census, and they had mentioned that um, in there, of reported statistics, we had 167,000 children living in poverty under the age of 14, and of that, 111,000 that are under the age of 10. So, wow, those yeah. are pretty mind-numbing stats. It, it was really difficult, and I think for people to say, that's just in DuPage, and that's DuPage. So our team said, we're going to blow it out this year. We're going to do all we can. We need more volunteers, more collections, uh, but we want to make sure more kids um, have a good Christmas. Yeah, that's incredible. So how do you go about it, Diane? What, what's the plan? How do you roll it through? <laughs> Well, everybody usually chooses their own plan. Uh, most of my peers in the area are Marines. I am not, I'm a civilian. Um, but I have tried to use a lot of creativity. Um, part of what we're doing, we, um, we are talking to obviously a lot of businesses in the area. Um, but the bigger thing is also the fact of, and we do have, I wanna do a call out, 
police departments, fire departments. They are just truly building and making a difference, helping us. Um, but the other thing is we wanted to find out what are some of the deterrents people have when it comes to donating. Hmm. A lot of people want to give, but they may not know what kind of toy to get. So this year in DuPage, uh, we're rolling out QR codes by where organizations, let's say a bar, can't have a box. And so they have a poster, they have this code, and people can donate $5, $10 direct, and we go buy the toys. So. Oh, okay. Now that's nice. So I could get a toy if I was comfortable with that, and I really like the idea of doing the personal toy. Or I could donate. Absolutely. Okay, and your team goes against it. Now, where do you, you know, that's a lot of toys. <laughs> so walk me through the logistics of that. How do they all come together? How do they all get to the kids that need them? So we, um, first of all, I do want to thank the fact that all the campaigns throughout the U.S., we actually have to get space donated uh, so we don't pay rent. That's a little hard to get these days. Um, sure. But, but we have it, and through there... We continue to get collections. Most organizations are starting to give us toys in about November 1st. Okay. Our campaign uh, started back October 1st, um, and it runs through about December 10th. So we are processing toys um, all the time. But to your point, kind of a concept is, okay, you have to go buy toys. Well, as a parent, going and spending $300 sometimes at a, at a store for toys seems very easy when you have to go spend $10,000 in a weekend because you have all these funds, um, it's not so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I know there's a lot of kids that would like to help us, uh, but, but no, it's, it's really incredible. And the biggest thing for me with Toys for Tots is that they want you to spend the money. They don't want you keeping it in account. They wanna make sure that if you say kids need toys, Everything you get in, you spend. You spend. goes out. And then how do you distribute? That's very interesting. So we have organizations, charitable organizations. They have to be approved as 501c3. Uh, they can submit requests. They say how many toys they want based on age and gender. And we try to make sure every child on there gets at least two toys. Um, and so what they wind up doing is once we start getting the bags together and their organizations easily that have a thousand toys, they come, they pick it up, we say your order is ready, and then they distribute at their locations. Families come in so the parents have those toys and, and the child has a great Christmas. That's wonderful. Well, it certainly is taking a village, right? And, and now let's just talk a little bit about that as we wrap up. The toys are collected, toys are distributed. But you need the support of a lot of different businesses as well in that. Yes. And, and these are a little bit tough economic times. So how can, how can businesses partner with you? Uh, that's, that's really wonderful to hear. Um, we, we have engaged with a lot of businesses um, that want to do more. Uh, some of the things that we have talked about is uh, Christmas parties went away a long time ago because of the pandemic. They're coming back. Businesses are wanting to do more and gather. Uh, but the other thing, too, is we have been very fortunate. We have had organizations in the community, some larger ones as well. Uh, PepsiCo is one of, one of those, uh, Costco recently. Um, but it's really about the fact that they were giving us donations of product that we can have at events and all. And so our focus was, 
you know, whatever they want to give is great, but this helps make a difference. And we do have volunteers, about 100 volunteers in general, that come through. So having water or snacks yeah. works out. Yeah, you got to keep the workers moving. You got to keep them <laughs> fed and watered, right? Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, listen, we wish you all the best for Thank a you. really successful campaign this year. We know you're going to make a lot of young kids very happy. Thank you. Thank you. And I thank you for having me. Absolutely. And for more information about Toys for Tot, DuPage County, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on this episode, please go and visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.